Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Whenever possible, find beta readers who appreciate your genre. They're your test audience, so it doesn't make sense to find beta readers whose taste in stories doesn't jibe with what you're writing. For example, in Fiverr, they'll often say, I'll read your fantasy novel or I'll read your memoir. In a workshop, there will be mixed genres, but you can always branch off with one writer or a small group of writers whose taste in stories is more compatible with what you're writing. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. You've just finished your first draft of your novel, memoir, or short story, and now you may be looking for beta readers. But what's the best way to go about this? How do you find these readers? What should you look for? Any pros and cons? And what are some tips to get the most valuable feedback from your beta readers? In this episode, We'll talk about the pros and cons of beta readers. I'll tell you where to find the right readers for you and how to get the most valuable generative feedback from these readers. I'm going to help you give your beta readers direction on where you need feedback specifically. And I have a handy new free checklist for you to use when seeking feedback and to use in your own revision. You can go to nancypinuccio.com forward slash checklist to download yours. We'll be going over some of the items in that checklist in a little bit, so stick with me. But go grab yours, nancypinuccio.com forward slash checklist. Okay, let's get right to it. What is a beta reader? A beta reader is a test reader or a group of test readers of an unpublished work, a novel, a memoir, essay, or short story, or any other piece of writing. Ideally, your beta reader gives feedback from the point of view of an average reader. It's usually without pay, although some beta readers charge a modest fee, usually 50 to or $125, depending on how many words your story is, but it's a modest fee. 
There are many advantages to having beta readers. Number one, they represent your general average reader. They're not reading it the way an editor would necessarily. They're your test audience. They're giving you their experience of your book the way a general reader will experience coming to your pages for the first time. They can tell you as a general reader where they're getting confused or lost, where they're getting bored, where they're moved, where they're riveted, which characters they feel most connected to. So it's valuable intel. Advantage number two, it costs you nothing or it's at a very low cost. And because you can potentially get enough feedback to revise your draft, it could save you money in the long run if you decide to hire a developmental editor in the future. It's always a good idea to get your story in the best shape possible before you invest in an editor, because most of them charge by the word. But beta readers come with some cons that I want you to look out for. Con number one, they may impose their own tastes and try to fix your book. Their feedback may be prescriptive. They may feel compelled to give you advice on how to write your book rather than feedback on how they experience your book coming to it for the first time. And for that reason, it's often better to find a beta reader who isn't also a writer because often your peers who are also writers may be reading with the intent to give you writing advice because they're trying to learn the crap too. And they see your book as practice for them to hone their own craft. They may proceed to tell you how to write it differently. And number two, it's not always good advice. It's not qualified advice, especially when you cast your net wide in a Facebook group, which I don't recommend. Sometimes the advice is unkind or it's too vague and it can just derail you. So I would be very selective about whose advice you follow. And number three, because beta readers are mostly unpaid, they're also unreliable. They may not give your story a thorough read. They may never even get back to you with their feedback, and that leaves writers feeling like their work is worthless. So again, be selective. I think it's better to have one trusted critique partner who you can trade work with. More on that in a minute. Let's talk about where to find beta readers. There are essentially five ways to find your beta readers. Number one, you can enroll in a writing workshop. This is usually led by a skilled teacher, and you learn how to read in a way that's steeped in technique. There's a language and vocabulary with which to talk about stories. I tend to prefer live workshops. However, that's not always possible depending on where you live and your time commitments, etc. But you can look for them in local universities that hold adult education classes. Sometimes you'll hear about them through word of mouth or through Facebook. Often local libraries hold writing workshops. 
These days, technology comes pretty close to the live experience, thanks to the pandemic. We have Zoom, for example. So the virtual workshop experience can be pretty close to the live one, and the camaraderie with a workshop can be energizing and inspiring. And with a workshop, the feedback you get from your peers, from your beta readers, is often moderated or modeled by someone who's trained in giving feedback. The second way to find beta readers is through a local writers group. This can be more intimate, and because writers can be selective about who they work with, there's usually more compatibility. For example, after I graduated from my MFA, I worked with a small group of four writers, and we met every other Sunday. And each session, two of us would have our work discussed. This was a high-level group. All of us were working writers, so it was compatible. And our writing styles were different, as it should be, but our work was all literary in style. One way to find local writers is to ask around on social, like Facebook is usually a good place to find other writers. Again, you want to be selective. Now, I go into more depth on writing groups in episode 20, four ways your writing group is holding you back and what to look for in your next writing tribe. Episode 20, I'll link in the show notes. The only downside with workshops or writing groups is that typically you'll only be submitting 20 to 25 double space pages of your work and probably not every session in a workshop, depending on how many participants there are, you may submit two chapters or stories, but most often it's just one submission per workshop, depending on whether the workshop is a five week or a 10 week run or how many writers attend. With a group, you'll have more opportunity to submit more frequently. Number three, you can find a critique partner. I love this option because it's more selective. And in this scenario, you're both trading the full manuscript to be read for feedback. For example, many years ago, I attended a writer's group. There were about five of us, and eventually I left the group. I had a baby, and one of my friends who was writing memoir had moved to the city and had also left the group, and she approached me, and we started exchanging work, and then we'd get together for feedback. So it could be someone you connect with in a workshop or a writing group, but I love the idea of a critique partner as a beta reader. Number four, you can look on Fiverr. You can find a beta reader for a very small fee. Some just love to read. Others are also writers or editors. I'll link in the show notes. But you want to take a look around. You can usually find a beta reader for about $100 or so. This is a good option. Again, you want to shop around. And number five, Facebook groups. This is my least favorite option. I see a lot of writers hungry for feedback, dropping their first chapters into a post, and then they'll get 30 or so random comments. And 
It'll often be conflicting feedback or unkind feedback, and some group members are quick to school you on how to write, and mostly it's just bad advice that can derail you and really shut you down. Not all of the feedback on social is bad, some is really good, but it's a mixed bag. It's very random, and writers in a group setting, whether it's online or in the classroom, may not be the right reader for you. Maybe they read and write in a totally different genre than you. However, social platforms can be a great way to find a critique partner or a small group of like-minded writers. But with Facebook or even in a workshop, they're not always your best readers. Some writers in a group are writing young adult. Some are writing thrillers or crime novels. Others are writing memoir or literary fiction. Some are writing fantasy. Some writers are doing short stories. Some are doing flash fiction. And you never want feedback by committee. You may get feedback from 15 to 20 people, dozens of pieces of feedback, but you should never try to implement everybody's feedback. You might only find a handful of comments relevant. But If you're getting the same feedback from several readers, let's say they don't find your main character believable, or they're getting confused because there are too many characters and they can't keep track of the plot, those are likely things you should work on. What I like about the workshop option is that the advice is always vetted by a teacher or some other professional. The only drawback with a group setting is that you're not submitting the full manuscript. Workshops are often better suited for short stories or flash fiction. And giving good feedback is a skill that takes time to learn. When I work with clients, I'm standing in for the reader, but I also have had years of experience to help the writer make revisions that connect with readers without being prescriptive. I help them come up with their own solution because it's their vision. But beta readers sometimes impose their own taste in stories, or they'll default to common advice that only scratches the surface. Okay, here are a few tips to keep in mind. Number one, whenever possible, find beta readers who appreciate your genre. They're your test audience, so it doesn't make sense to find beta readers whose taste in stories doesn't jibe with what you're writing. For example, in Fiverr, they'll often say, I'll read your fantasy novel or I'll read your memoir. In a workshop, there will be mixed genres, but you can always branch off with one writer or a small group of writers whose taste in stories is more compatible with what you're writing. Number two, an ideal beta reader is probably not an aspiring writer. Writers have a different perspective and they come at your story from a different angle. You really want someone who represents a reader who will choose your book at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon. Now, a common question that comes up around beta readers is, should I ask for critique as I go along or should I finish my draft and then have beta readers look it over? Well, sometimes it's hard to find beta readers, especially the unpaid kind who will commit to doing a thorough read of a full manuscript, which is why I would choose 
beta readers carefully. With a critique partner, you can both exchange entire manuscripts. And in workshop or in a writer's group, you're usually limited to 20 or 25 double-spaced pages. Often, though, you can submit a synopsis to give your readers more context. However, I think it's a good idea to have your finished manuscript, even if you're submitting sections of it. This way, you can see if your story is actually delivering what you intend. Also, submitting it as you write your draft in progress can backfire. You can easily lose sight of the story you want to tell when you have too many opinions weighing in as you're trying to find your way into your story. So it can take you down the wrong path. So tip three, you'll want to give your beta readers your best draft possible. And tip number four, Don't rely solely on beta readers. They are not a replacement for experienced editors. I highly recommend getting a developmental editor, or if that's not in your budget, a book coach after the beta read, after you've thought about their feedback and made changes. But beta readers are not a replacement for editors. Okay, here's how to get the most valuable feedback out of your beta readers. Number one, do your own evaluation. Put your manuscript aside for a couple of weeks at least. Then read it and try to step into the point of view of a reader coming to it fresh. Where are you losing interest? Where are you getting lost? Where does your mind start wandering? Where are you moved? Don't be critical here. Try to be detached, like any reader coming to your pages for the first time. Do any sentences or passages feel overly complicated? It helps to read longer sections out loud. You're looking for rhythm and pace. Think of words as though they're notes in music. Every word counts. So bring your own eye to your pages and look for sentences and passages you can cut or move, shorten or compress with more specific detail. When sentences are too convoluted, your beta reader will stumble over it and it's better if they can just concentrate on the storytelling. Number two, write a few paragraphs about your intentions for this story what it's about, and where you see it going. Who are the main characters? What's the central conflict? And how do you see it resolving for better or worse? This helps you know the general direction of your story and the general shape of your story. A beta reader can either have this in mind as they read your work, or they can read it afterwards and comment on whether or not you delivered what you intended. But it's a good point of reference for you. And number three, get clear on what kind of feedback you want and ask for specific feedback. Don't just hand it over. Give your beta readers some questions to think about as they read your work. To help with this, I've just created a checklist called Is It Done? The Must-Have Revision Checklist. Again, To grab yours, go to nancypannuccio.com forward slash checklist, nancypannuccio.com forward slash checklist. 
I'll link in the show notes. But here are some things you may want to ask your beta readers to give you feedback on. Number one, the global story. Is it clear who the main characters are? Is it clear whose story it is and why it matters? Is the conflict clearly established? There are questions about character. Is it clear who the protagonist is? Does the protagonist grow or experience any change in attitude, beliefs, and or fortune? Are there any characters who aren't explored deeply enough? Are the relationships among characters clear? Do I depend too much on stereotypes? And then we have issues of plot. Is the plot adequately developed? Are key scenes strong or are they weak? Are there stretches of summary that should be written as seen? Does the ending, given what has gone before, seem inevitable? And then there are questions about style. Am I telling the reader when showing would be more effective? Am I using any cliches? Do I overindulge in abstract language? And then overall, viewing the story as a whole, do its elements cohere into a unified effect? Is there a sense of urgency for telling this story? Are there too many coincidences in my story? Does my story draw the reader in emotionally, imaginatively, and intellectually? So these are just some of the questions you can ask. You have the global questions, you have questions about character, point of view, plot, style, and just the overall impression that your story gives. Again, I have the full checklist at nancypinuccio.com forward slash checklist, totally free, nancypinuccio.com forward slash checklist. Okay, let's recap. Beta readers are test readers. They're a great way to get feedback without breaking the bank. They can give you feedback from the perspective of a general reader, and this can be super valuable. But I recommend you choose them carefully. If they're random and you're not clear on what story you want to tell, and they're imposing their own subjective take or being prescriptive, which you absolutely don't want, it can be a waste of time and you'll be no closer to finishing your story. The advice isn't always good, and comments are not always kind. It can dismantle everything you believe about your ability to write. It can deflate your belief and excitement for your own story, and that is not helpful. So two episodes to listen to, episode 20, how your writer's group is holding you back, and what to look for in your next writing tribe, and episode two, how to keep writing after your work's been criticized. Episode 20 and episode two, I'll link in the show notes. We talked about five ways to find beta readers. Number one, workshops. Number two, writers groups. Number three, Facebook, which is a great way to find number four, one critique partner. And number five, a paid beta reader for a modest fee. You can find them on Fiverr. We talked about four tips. Number one, ideally find a beta reader who likes to read stories in your genre. Number two, 
I think the best beta readers are not aspiring writers, but someone who loves to read so that they're representing the person who would choose your book off the shelf and they can give you feedback purely from the perspective of your reader. Number three, give your beta reader your best draft possible rather than a work in progress, rather than a rough draft. Ideally, it's finished, even if you're only submitting sections of it at a time, like you would in a writer's group or workshop. Number four, don't rely solely on beta readers. They are not a replacement for an experienced editor or writing coach. I recommend working with a professional after the beta read and after you've thought about their feedback and implemented it. We talked about how to get the best, most productive feedback from your beta readers. Number one, first evaluate your manuscript yourself. Look for where you're engaged or disengaged, and then go through it to make sure it's as readable and engaging as possible. You never want to send your beta readers a rough draft. Number two, write a few paragraphs or a synopsis about who and what your story is about. This will help you get a better handle on your intentions for the story so you can see where the gaps are when you get your beta reader's response. Number three, ask your beta reader or readers for specific feedback. For help with this, download your Is It Done checklist at nancypinuccio.com forward slash checklist. nancypinuccio.com forward slash checklist. And here's a bonus tip. When you give your story to your beta reader or beta readers, think of your story as an experiment. It's either going to work in some parts or it's not. The great thing about writing is it's not set in stone. It's not made of glass. It's not going to break. It's completely malleable. So just think of it as an experiment. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.